0: Welcome, friends, to our second season of the Reynolds Rap podcast. I'm your host, Ray Reynolds, and this podcast is meant to encourage and bless you as you seek to live an authentic life in Christ Jesus. If you haven't already done it, please hit that subscribe button to get updates on original content each week. And also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and online at RayReynoldsRap.com. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey, rappers, as always, it is good to be back with you today as we enjoy some time together in our podcast. I want to begin by thanking you for your uh, outreach and your encouragement from last week's episode. In fact, I've had a lot of people, more than normal, (laughs) come to me, uh, send me emails, messages, uh, even texts from friends saying that that's the kind of content that they're looking for, Uh, to help them get through some of the things that they're struggling with. So last week, if you did not listen to that podcast, you can check uh, the link here below and go back and listen to um, some thoughts that I had about basically overcoming some of our fears, dealing with anxiety and depression and struggles that we might be going through, and learning to trust in God more when we go through those particular things. So today, I want to build on that. I had suggested to me a few scriptures and a few thoughts from some individuals that I know that are struggling with this right now. In fact, it it became such a prominent thing for about two days with some uh, emails and some text messages between uh, friends of mine that maybe it's time to release some uh, Bible studies and some just podcasts and scriptures that can help us to get through uh, overcoming worry, overcoming anxiety. And dealing with depression, and so today uh, I want to I want to hone in on anxiety specifically, and I I know that there are a lot of topics that I want to cover, and, and I probably will deal with, you know, how we overcome guilt, how we how we handle um, PTSD for those of you who are struggling with that. Coming from my perspective, uh, you know, we we often will will look at. Say counseling or medication or things like that, and I want to give you, I want to give you some biblical precedent because there are individuals in the Bible who have struggled through these particular things that maybe we maybe we could focus on a little bit, uh, and we we dealt with some of that last week, but but overcoming. Anxiety is, and in fact, if you Google anxiety, if you Google worry, if you Google depression, it's going to create an algorithm within everything that you are on, whether it be your Google search or uh, if you're on Facebook, you're going to start getting ads, and you're going to see all these things that are that are saying, "Here's a book. Here's a here's a podcast. Here's you know uh, medicine that's available. Whatever," because. It's a pretty hot topic right now especially because of the pandemic. People are just overwhelmed with anxiety and we are we're struggling with learning how to to handle some of these things. In fact, some people they're not going to the doctor for the anxiety that they're facing. They're not asking for help maybe because they're afraid of COVID and they don't want to get out and do those things. The other is they just don't simply want to admit that they are overwhelmed. Let me, let me start by saying this, every person who has ever lived has struggled with some form of anxiety or depression. It is impossible to live in a fallen world, in a sinful environment, among people that are evil and wicked, and people that are unrighteous and not have some anxiety about it. So the first thing I want to address before we talk about how to overcome this from a from a biblical perspective and from, from, from the perspective that I'm going to present to you, I want you to know that this is perfectly normal. And I had a lot of people comment about that last week. In fact, within just a couple days, we had like 17, 18 plays from, from unique listeners that had never listened to the podcast before last week that were reaching out saying, this is what I want to hear, this is what I need to hear. Because we are, a, we are afraid of admitting that we're struggling. And I want you to know that this is probably the best time that, where we have ever lived that people are becoming self-aware and self-conscious of where they are. If there was ever a time, in, in, at least in my lifetime, where I have felt that I could be honest and open with people, it is now people are very self-aware. In fact, you know, you see people on their social media pages where they're posting pictures of themselves or they're they're basically um letting themselves be out there. You know, they're they're putting out styles, they're putting out um opinions, political posts. We're we're people are not ashamed to be who they're supposed to be. And that's what this podcast was originally intended to be about is being authentic. If we want to follow Christ, if we want to be a, a disciple of Jesus, then Jesus was authentic. He was who he was and he didn't care who it, what people thought about it. He was just who he was supposed to be. He was very self-aware. And so we need to be the same way. So if you struggle with anxiety, own it. If you are facing bouts of depression, own it. Say, this is where I am. This is what I'm struggling with. Everybody struggles. So, so do not think for a moment that you are alone in this battle. That's right off the bat. The other thing is seeking help, you know, and, and a podcast, me sharing some thoughts with you is a one-way communication. I mean, you're, you're welcome to email me and I want you to email me, text me, call me, whatever. If I can help you and point you in the right direction, that's what, that's, that's great. Let me be a resource for you, but don't let me be the only resource. If you're struggling with these things, you need to talk to somebody. Don't be ashamed to talk to your minister. And you say, "Well, I'm afraid to talk to my minister. I'm afraid he'll he'll, you know, think something." No. No, no, no. Don't don't do that. I've had people living in on the Gulf Coast that have come to me when they were on vacation, say, "I can't talk to my preacher back home or I can't talk to my elders back home or my pastor or whatever, and I just wanted to talk to somebody." That's great. Talk to somebody. Whether it be a counselor, a minister, a friend, talk to somebody about what you're struggling with. So at least you can have somebody to pray about it with you. Okay? So the first step is really just owning it. Say, "I I'm struggling. I need help. I need, I need prayer. I need and take ownership of that, and then do something about it. Which is why you're here today. You you saw the topic, you you may have listened last week. So this is this is some content that I want to hear. And so so away we go. All right. So I want to focus today. I use the word focus a lot. So let's just use the word focus. I want to focus on at least eight things. I'm I'm gonna blow through these pretty quick. Eight things. That we can do to help us in overcoming our anxiety, and these are things that have helped me i 'm talking to you as a fellow uh you know s- struggler in this okay i am I am there, I struggle with anxiety as well i for the last four or five years, very heavily I have struggled with anxiety. I think I mentioned in the podcast last week that it started with stomach trouble i thought I thought I had stomach trouble you know I did the the pill cams and the the diets and the You know, going in and, and, you know, the scopes and everything. They tried everything to figure out what was wrong with my stomach and they couldn't find anything. And finally my doctor's like, you know, maybe you struggle with anxiety. And that's exactly what it was. Once I started taking medicine for it, I become self-aware. I could catch myself. I do this. I did it this week, this weekend. It was something that happened and my anxiety started to take a hold of me you know, and I expressed that to my wife. I said, know, yeah, here, I'm, 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 I, and she's like, I could tell, I know it's coming. You, you just pause and you go, okay, all right. And Misty's helping me in that too. She, she, she's becoming self-aware of that herself and, and helping me say, okay, if, if Ray gets anxious, then he's going to get sad or he's going to get, you know, frustrated. And so she will, she, she's really good about keeping me accountable to that. Say, so, hey, are you going to be all right? You need, you know, you know, don't worry about this it's okay small stuff we'll pray about it we'll talk about it so here's 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 eight things that have helped me in dealing with my anxiety the first thing the first and foremost thing when you are struggling when you're in a moment when you're in an episode where you are just overwhelmed take a pause take a breath and be still you've got to focus on God take the focus off yourself and focus on God if you are. If you know your stomach starts hurting, you get a headache. Well, I don't know what your symptoms may be when you have an an episode of of anxiety or depression. Just stop what you're doing. Nothing is more important than your self help. Okay, your your health, your position. So just just pause, take a breath, take a break. If you if you can, if you're working, take a break from work. Tell them you don't feel well. You know, everybody needs a mental health day. Take a moment. If you can't take the whole day off, take an hour off and just relax for a minute. Focus on God. Focus on what God can do for you, how he can help you. Surrender the burden, surrender the problem, lay it down. Now, I say that to start. Some people say, well, that's usually where I start, Ray. I I pray about it. Well, I'm I'm talking about prayer. We're going to get to that in a minute i'm talking about recognizing that you can't handle the problem this is about deliverance this is about allowing the god who redeems allowing a god who is long-suffering and compassionate allowing your loving father to help you instead of trying to do it by yourself before you ever go to a friend before you ever call your parents or your counselor or your minister you need to turn it over to god first you need to let God handle the problem. So this this is beyond prayers, beyond worship. We'll talk about all that in a little bit. This is about recognizing that God is in control of your life, if you'll let Him be. So surrender that. Surrender that. You know, the, the, the Bibles teach the Bible teaches multiple times about, you know, blessed are those who trust in the Lord, you know, and 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 trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. We we gotta inundate our minds with the scriptures with the thoughts of who God is, what God has done, and who he is to me. He, I can trust that he can handle the problem a whole lot better than me. And, I, and that's where that assurance comes in. So when you get overwhelmed, you realize, first of all, that you are not alone. Absolutely, you are not alone. He is with you. He will help you. So the first thing you got to do is you got to focus on God. You've got to close your eyes, you know, sit down, take a breath, you know, go to your quiet place, go to your closet, wherever you go, and just be still. Know that he is God. If it means meditation, I don't know what works for you. I, I wholeheartedly believe in meditation. In fact, I, I'll tell you this, this is funny. Um, my my uh, chiropractor back about three or four months ago had talked to me about this idea of being self-aware and we, and we shared, you know, he, he's been working on me for over a year now, maybe two years now. And he told me, he said, you know, and I'm not saying this to brag, please don't take it like this. I'm just making a point. But he was talking about, you know, some people really, they, they can't get a focus on, you know, in the, in the moment, surviving that moment and not thinking about what's coming ahead. They need to just kind of pause in this moment. And he said for that self-reflection, he was talking about some of the things that I do because I've expressed that to him. I've told him how I handle some of my problems now. And, uh, and, and I start with focusing on who God is, the assurances that he has given me that he's, he's in charge, he's in control. You know, I can be still, I can know that he's God. I know that he can handle the problem. And so he, he talked to me about some of the meditative techniques and things that I do. And one of the things is just, I, I meditate on scripture and there are, there are YouTube pages there are people who do this for a living that they they meditate they teach meditation scripture meditation and um so my chiropractor's like you know hey look i'm gonna be starting a class here pretty soon on meditation and he's like i want you to lead it i was like i don't know if i could do that you know i'm not i'm not ready to do that but i can tell you that there are there are methods that are available to you, meditative methods that can get you out of the funk you're in if you will just take a breath. You know, I do not. I'm not a huge fan of of uh, yoga. Say as an example, you know, people are all about yoga, and we understand. I guess you probably, if you've been around religion enough, you know that yoga is actually a, a religious technique. Um, and you know, you can get into Buddhism and Hinduism and see how he see how yoga is a major part of the religious effort. Uh, And so it's kind of inundated society because of it. Uh, But I will tell you that there are some major benefits to yoga because it makes you pause. It makes you breathe. It makes you uh, stretch and focus on yourself for just a moment. And you begin to look inward. There's a spiritual part to it. That's why it's it's actually an act of worship in different religions. Just stop and focus on God. That's the first thing. Number two, I think this helps, is focus not only on God, but focus on heaven. When you're overwhelmed with anxiety, think about, uh, you know, you're supposed to think happy thoughts. We'll talk about that in a minute, too. Think about positive things. Think about things that are that make you happy. The first thing after you realize you've got to turn it over to God is you got to think about heaven. Don't set your mind on the things of the earth. You know, Colossians says that, chapter 3 and 2. Set your minds on things above. So, this is why I believe in meditation, and I believe in prayer. I believe that we take our mind off of the reality of the world that we're in and say, okay, what do I need to do to be in tune with the will of God? Well, I've got to approach God's throne. I've got to think about heaven. I've got to think about where God is right now. He's above this. You understand that? He's above all of this. He can see the whole picture. You know, if you've if you've ever been involved with band before. I love how when uh, I'll watch bands practice and, and they're out there on the on the football field or maybe they're on another field and there's usually some tower of some kind and there's somebody up top that's looking down to kind of show them how they need to move and where they need to go. It's the same thing in football. You've got somebody up in the box that's directing plays because he can see the whole field of play. God is above you. He's above all of this. He sees the whole picture, so don't just focus on God. Focus on heaven. Focus on how, when you get to heaven, you will see a clearer picture. We're not going to understand it here. We're not going to. We're not going to get it. So set your mind on things above. Think about heaven as your focus. What what's it going to be like when we get to heaven? Who's who's there looking down on you? And I, I know I I may get some some hate mail about this, and that's okay because I know that there are some people that that disagree with what I'm about to say. But it is very clear to me from Scripture, from Hebrews chapter 11 with the Hall of Fame of Faith, when you read chapter 12, the first two verses, the Hebrew writer says, I want to remind you that now all these people that I just talked to you about are surrounding you like a cloud. And they are witnesses. What does a witness do? A witness watches. A witness reports what they've seen. They surround you like a cloud of witnesses. So run your race with endurance. All the people that you love that have gone before you in eternity, they're watching you. They're watching over you. I have, no, I have no reservation at all when I have somebody that comes to me that is struggling to point out to them a family member or a friend that has gone on to heaven. And I say they are watching. I don't know if it's your dad it's your mom. Maybe it's a, a child that you lost. It may be your best friend. It may be a spouse that has gone on ahead of you. They're watching over you. So focus your mind not just on God and not just on God seeing the whole picture, but also on if you focus on heaven, the people that have gone before you that are cheering for you right now. Nobody wants you to fail. The devil's the only one that wants to see you crash and burn. All of heaven is rejoicing for you when you succeed. You don't believe that? Read Luke 15. The angels in heaven rejoice. You know, there there is a host of heavenly beings that rejoice when you do good. Your family members that have gone on before you, grandparents, parents, friends, loved ones, they are cheering you on. They're in the stands. So focus not just on You know, the fact that God is listening and God is watching over you, but you've got this whole audience of people that are cheering you on. So think about that when the anxiety overwhelms you, that there are people that want to see you succeed, that are there to help you. Um, The third thing is we've got to focus on the reality of what's going on. Okay, so we set our mind on things above, but we also have to get ready (laughs) for the real world. In order to do that, we have to know who our enemy is. What's the reality of it? The only real enemy is the devil. The only real enemy is the one who comes to kill and steal and destroy and that his tactics are the same. They've been the same since the garden. Look at Jesus. I mean, he came to come, he came to die on the cross for our sins, but Satan had to drag him off into the wilderness for 40 days. If God allowed his son to go through that he's going to allow he doesn't want it he doesn't desire it he doesn't instigate it but he's going to allow us to go through those times of trial and heartache and hopefully we'll cast our anxieties on him we focus on what the reality is what is real what is not real a lot of our anxieties are not based in reality our anxieties and our fears are on what might happen, what could happen. We've got to stop thinking about the negative. That's number four. Focus on positive things. Stop thinking about the worst case scenario. It is where you, it's the hill you're going to die on. I promise you. If you focus on God, you focus on heaven and the heavenly hosts that are cheering you on. You focus on what is real and not what is invented. Then, then turn those things into positive things. Quit thinking about the worst case. Remember, uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians ten five, we destroy arguments, every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive. Every single thought that runs through your mind. If you think about negative stuff, it's going to affect your health. It's going to affect your behavior. It's going to affect your relationships. So stop thinking about negative things. Get that stuff out of there. Take them out of your mind and focus on the things that are positive. Think about the things that are good. You know, Paul talks about that in Philippians chapter four. Focus on positive things. Get all, make it a Make it a daily practice to put positive information in your mind. Stop listening to negative people. You got negative people in your life, get them out. Trust me, it's not worth it. If you are reading negative things, if you are watching negative things, get it out of your mind. People say, "I don't know why I'm so scared all the time." Well, what's your what's your entertainment like? Are you watching scary things? Are you listening to frightening images and or, or seeing frightening images, listening to frightening things? Are you are you around people that are constantly fearful? You know, are all are you the Winnie the Pooh and all your friends are Piglet? You know, or maybe all your friends are Eeyore? You know, woe is me? You know, is it who are you? You know, you're probably rabbit. You're the, you're the one who's anxious and worried about everything. We need to be the type of person, those of you who Disney fans, you probably get this illustration totally. <laughs> those of you who, who are, are choosing to think positively, it will, in fact, every single facet of your life. Focus on positive things. Not only positive things, but also focus on things that bring you joy focus on things that make you happy. What makes you happy? What gives you, you know, just makes you giddy? Things that just absolutely overwhelm you with with smiles and 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 happiness. Is it is it your children? Is it your grandchildren? Is it being around certain people? Is it certain foods? You know, I know people are going to be like, "Oh no, you can't promote that. You can't say, you know, that <laughs> you know, like to me Ice cream makes me happy. <laughs> I know that's one reason why I am heavy. Okay, but uh, we have things that make us happy. That's why that we we have a comfort food. We have comfort situations and people. What makes you happy? Is it the beach that makes you happy? Is it that you know a a, a sign of, of of freshly fallen snow? Is it the smell of flowers? Is it a certain essential oil that you use? Is it um, you know setting down and meditating on scripture? What makes you happy? What really makes you happy? Focus on things that give you joy. One thing that I do is I surround myself with pictures uh, on my phone. When I'm struggling with anxiety, I'll do this. I will, I, will, I will pull out my phone and I will scroll through photos that give me joy. Thinking about great memories, people. I can, In fact, this is a great practice if you want to do it. Save YouTube videos. Save family videos, home videos. Things that make you happy. Save those. Um, if you're a huge sports fanatic, save your favorite games. Go back and watch them. You know, a smile. I I have on my all, I have a uh, Sirius XM. I have the Laugh USA channel. Um, get gets. I like to laugh. I like to smile. I have pictures all over my offices and places where I can look and see. I've got a picture right now on my desk of of my wife Misty, and she's got a sign that says hashtag Sparkle everywhere. I I'll smile every time I see it. I've got it on the front of my desk, so anytime I'm stressed or I'm worried, I can look right at that picture, and and it just it changes my outlook. So do that. Find some things that give you joy, give you happiness, and focus on those things. I got to go through the rest of these real quick. Another one: focus on building your faith. Focus on building up the faith that you need to have in God. If you believe in the lord and you believe that he's with you and you believe that he's given you strength and you believe that he's surrounded you with people that are going to be there to to walk with you through difficult days focus on your faith not just on who god is but what you need to do in response to what god is doing in your life and how much you love him and how much you want to serve him People who come to me and say, well, I'm still just really overwhelmed and I'm struggling and I'm, and I'm going through this pain. Well, how often are you going to worship? Are you? This is one of the reasons why anxiety is so strong right now is we're, we're being told, you know, we can't go to church, we can't go to Bible study, and even when we go, we can't touch each other, We can, no more hugs, no more handshakes, you know, you wear a mask so you can't see their face, and we set six feet apart, and we exit out different doors, and we, this is taking its toll on the church. You know, and we have to be ready that when this thing is over, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when this thing is over, people are going to be starving for attention and affection and the church ought to be right there to embrace them. So focus on your faith, focus on how, how much you're doing to study your Bible, how much prayer time are you invested in? Think about worship, think about serving God, think about helping others. That's, that's, that's another one. Um, So focus on your faith. Are you building your faith? Are you talking to people about Jesus? Are you, and so and so do that. One of the things in order to focus on your faith that I highly recommend, and that you may take this from the podcast and maybe the one thing that you remember, I cannot emphasize enough the power of journaling, the power of writing. Get yourself a journal. Get yourself a Bible that has wide margins. Make notes. Write things down. When I was in college, I had a professor, Bill Bajance, and he said he encouraged journaling and he told people to keep a happy journal or a joy journal. And you had to write something every single day and it had to be positive every day. Think about something positive. Write it down. Journal, journal, journal. Write down your thoughts, positive thoughts, things that, that to, to direct your mind before you go to sleep. First thing when you get up in the morning. I don't know what you want. To, maybe you take a lunch break. Write positive things down on a piece of paper. Journal, journal, journal. So that helps your faith. It helps you see your, your walk. And also the really cool thing is I, I've kept a lot. Of, I haven't kept all of them, but I've kept a lot of journals over the years. And I go back and I laugh. I mean, I laugh when I see some of the things that I was struggling with eight years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I'm like, oh my goodness. I spent 16 pages about that one person that was causing me frustration, you know, and it was something small. It was minor and I can laugh at it when I look back at it, but, but journal, write things down. It'll help you in your worship. It'll help you in your relationship with the Lord real quickly. Two more, one more, number seven. Focus on what it takes to bring you peace and contentment. What is it going to take for you to be at peace? Because I'm telling you, there are some people, maybe you're one of these people, that you will not allow yourself to be at peace. You get in your own way. People offer you alternatives, the doctor gives you medication. Your friends and family pray for you. You've read the books. You've meditated. You've prayed. You've read your Bible. And it's still there. You are in your own way. Ask yourself the question, what is it going to take for me to be content? What is it going to take for me to be at peace? And if you can't answer that question, you have a real problem that needs to be addressed. What is it going to take? Because some people are just never going to allow themselves to be peaceful, to be happy, to be content. In fact, I would dare say that a lot of people that struggle with anxiety will not get better because they don't want to get better. They prefer to have all the burdens on their shoulders. Look at look at certain family members, and I know, and I, I know I'm a man, so but forgive me, but I see this with a lot of women, a lot of women, that they put way too much on their shoulders. They worry about their husband. They worry about their children. They worry about their the friends of their children. They worry about the teachers of their children. They worry about the bus driver. They worry about the crossing guard. They worry about, you know, uh, the janitor at the school. You know, is he a sexual predator? You know, they worry about the neighbors. They worry about every time their kid gets on a bicycle or a skateboard or a roller skate. You know, they they worry about the music that they listen to. They worry about their the Bible class teacher. Are they going to say something? Is there kids in the class that are going to say something? Is there at their school? Is there going to be an issue? You know, they worry. They worry about things in the room. You know, they can't have the blinds because you know you got the strings and they might choke themselves. And they and you're going to listen to me. Ask yourself, what's going to bring me peace? You may be in your own way. You may not be allowing yourself to ever have it because you won't stop worrying for five seconds. The anxiety that the cup of anxiety that you're drinking is the only one because it's what you're pouring yourself. You won't allow yourself to drink from a cup of joy. You will not allow yourself to have a cup of peace and contentment because you're too busy filling a cup full of anxiety and that's all you want to drink. You ever met people like that before? That they That's all they want is distress stress and want to worry. I don't want to be around somebody like that. Now ask yourself, if you're having trouble in your marriage, could it be? Is it possible that it's because that's the only cup you're drinking from? You will not stop worrying and stressing and have anxiety over every little thing. Who wants to live with someone like that? Who wants to be in a relationship with someone like that? Who wants to have a mother or a father who's constantly questioning and worrying about every little detail of their life? You say, well, I don't know how to fix that. Yes, you do. You're going to have to relent. You're going to have to let go. What is it going to take For you to have a peace, like Paul talks about, that surpasses all understanding, it is available to you or God wouldn't have promised it. You're in your own way. If you want peace, you pursue it. If you want contentment, you go after it. And you learn to let go of the things that don't matter. Stop stop being a person, an individual who is overwhelmed because you don't want to give up the stress and the anxiety. Be the type of person that says, if anxiety comes, if stress comes, I'll deal with it. Then don't be the type of person that just continues to pour and heap it onto your own back. Because we, we look at, we look at you. I I look at myself sometimes and I say, why, why am I worrying about this? Because I chose to the anxiety and the stress. Most times in our lives that we're dealing with, we have put on ourselves we, we have enough put on us. We don't need to put more on ourselves. We need to be more patient, more loving, more understanding, more content, and more peaceful. Let God handle the stuff that you can't handle. Quit worrying about every little detail of your life and every little detail of your kids' lives and every little detail of your spouse's lives and every little detail of all your friends' and their friends' lives. We got enough problems dealing with our own, so let those things go. And the final thing, and I think this really helps, is to focus on other people. You know, I, I I often will do this where I will and as a minister it's easy. If I'm I'm really struggling, I'll stop, I'll pray, I'll I'll pause, but then I take my focus off myself and I look at the prayer list. I you know, yesterday I spent the entire day writing cards. I wrote forty six cards yesterday. Forty six cards to people at our church to people that need prayer, need encouragement, to our widows and widowers. A lot of that was from our youth group that we had done together to give to to widows and widowers of our church with upcoming Valentine's Day. Take the focus off yourself and put the focus on other people that need prayer, that need help, that need encouragement, and that will help take the anxiety off of you. I'll mention also another thing is uh, and this is not part of the eight, but this is something that something else that I do is that I do listen to a lot of music. It helps me it soothes me I listen to uh, nature sounds, I listen to crashing waves I listen to I love rain whenever i 'm stressed I can listen to rain um i I will I have certain playlists of songs, actually, it's funny. The first playlist I ever had to deal with anxiety, Luke, my oldest son made me a list of songs and and downloaded them and I think it was when my grandmother passed away actually that he made me a list of like ten songs and i I still play that same list of ten songs so so whatever it takes, take the focus off of the anxiety itself and focus on these these things focus on god focus on heaven focus on the reality of what is really going on don't focus on the the invented things Focus on things that are positive, things that give you joy, that build your faith. Focus on things that, that'll give you peace and contentment. And then finally, focus on others. I'll put all of these on the um, on the website and put it on the Facebook and social media pages so that it hopefully these things will help you. And we will talk more about this in the future, I promise you. I know our time has expired for today. And finally, uh, one more thing too. Uh, if you are overwhelmed, again, remember you're not alone, but reach out to somebody for help. We have a, a a prayer uh, line of a, a group of prayer warriors that are willing to pray for you, and you don't want to mention your name. That's fine, but just go to the website and uh, click on that prayer link, and we will we will definitely be praying for you. I want to help you in turning those things over to God, and I hope that you have a great week, a stress free week. Hey, look, the devil's going to try to hit you. That's fine. Just punch him right back, <laughs> and and turn things over to God. Let God handle those anxieties and he'll give you peace. Thank you for tuning into today's broadcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get updates on original content each week. Follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and check out our website at rayreynoldsrap.com. Also, if you'd like to suggest a topic for an upcoming broadcast, or if you'd like to email me a question, or if you have a prayer request, you can send that to reynoldswrap at gmail.com. Have a great day and may the Lord bless you as you seek to live an authentic life in Christ Jesus.